fantasy and some flights. Exploring the realms of beer, board games, books, and bourbon. Board Avengers, it's that time of year again, or that time of month again, day, time, something like that. Let's assemble. Let's talk about some games. So first and foremost, I want to thank Fantasy and some flights. I want to thank Don and Nelson for hosting us this evening. Absolutely. But I, I wanted to um, introducing us. I'm uh, on my screen. I'm going to start off with my bottom middle and work my way up because Fantasy and some flights is just next to me uh, in the screen. So I'm going to start off with Dave. Dave, where can we find you? And thank you for being here this evening. Of course, yeah, no, it's always fun. Uh, yeah, so I'm Dave with uh, Game Foundry is my Instagram handle and also my Etsy shop. And I, um, on my Instagram, I talk about the games I play and explore kind of the intersection of 3D printing and board gaming. Awesome, Ben and M. You can find us on Instagram at Date Night Dice, uh, and you can also check out our podcast, Date Night Dice, where we barely talk about board games, as hard as I try to talk about board games. Sorry. Uh, we talk about video games, movies, working out, board games, and we also have been doing in-depth analysis of bad movies. Some bad movies, our D-list. The Date Night D-list, so come on, check, it, check us out there. Uh. And to people listening for the first time, um, to Ben and M, Ben does not sound like that. He just has a cold. So if you're, if you're thinking of some very white type of sultry voice, sorry, you're we're gonna not going to get this sorely much disappointed. longer. Uh, typically, I have a very nerdy, nasally engineered voice, so I'm taking advantage of this. That's fine. You're on our podcast, and our listeners yeah. are used to that. <laughs> um, McKay. All right, so I'm the board critic on Instagram. I have a couple things going on. I mentioned Backfire Games is um, the company that me and my uh, business partner are starting. Um, the podcast has been fun. I do it with uh, Evan from Being Friends. It's uh, the Better Board Games podcast. Um, it's kind of fun and unique. We, uh, the one that I just uploaded today that will launch uh, in two weeks, but it's a uh, we get weirdly personal and deep about the psyche of board games and personal development and just how to be a better person and just be decent human beings. So Evan was a perfect uh, choice for that, but uh, we go through some internal struggles. It gets, it gets real. So if you're interested in that, but yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place by lots of different names. <laughs> and awesome. Hey, when does, um, when does snack time launch on Kickstarter or has it already? Uh, it hasn't yet. The pre-launch page is up. Uh, go to my Instagram um, or Backfire Games, find that one, and you can get to the pre-launch page. It should be in about two weeks. Uh, haven't set an official date. Sweet. Still playing up a couple loose ends <laughs> coming down to the wire. That will be right around the time that this releases, probably. So, so oh, perfect. Yeah. Yes. So if you are listening live, if you're hearing this, <laughs> yes, you should be able to find it. <laughs> if you're live, pause, go back it, <laughs> come back. It's snack time. Snack time. It is. Uh, Meg. Uh, I'm Meg or Professor Meg, um, and I'm mostly on Instagram. I would say try to find me there, and you'll find everything else um, that I kind of trickle out through the internet. But yeah, I, I mostly post about either new games that are coming up or games that I've been playing a lot. There's no more Gloomhaven to talk about, but there will be Forgotten Circles. Um, so yeah, I'm Professor Meg, mostly on Instagram. I'm angry on Twitter. 
That's what Twitter's for. Twitter's an angry place. Yeah, it's Twitter. Twitter yeah. is so angry. <laughs> That's actually very true. Uh, yeah, so I'm D20 Woodworking. If you want to see a post about once a month, um, I'm on there to talk about solo <laughs> games. So um, I guess I guess that's where I'm active. But I yeah, I'm always there to talk about solo board games. And really, nowadays, I talk about the holy trinity of LCGs. And that's about it. So if you want to talk about that, I'm all for it. Cool. I'm Roberto. Uh, I have Sheer Boredom, Sheer underscore Boredom on Instagram, Sheer Boredom Table Talk on uh, YouTube. I talk and talk to people within the board game sphere, content creators, uh, designers, publishers, so on and so forth, and just have chats with them and see where they're at with board games. And that's where you can find me. Um, And last but not least, our lovely host this evening, Fantasy and Some Flights. Uh, from my left, we'll start with Dalton, and then we can continue on from there. Oh, this is exciting! Nelson usually closes out the podcast, and so like I get, I get to actually like you know promote us a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I'll, I'll do his little rant. So um, we are at Fantasy and Some Flights on Instagram. Nelson is super active and super involved there. Um, a great place to to connect. Um, and then I also run our um, Discord. You can find the easiest place to find that link is on our website at fantasyandsomeflights.com. Um, if you came to us. Um, through any of our esteemed colleagues here, um, all these content creators that we have with us, we really appreciate you checking us out. Um, and the website is like, if you, you can do find us through any like podcast hosting that you want to Spotify or Apple music, whatever you Apple podcasts, wherever you listen to. Um, and then if you get on fantasyandsupplies.com, that's the easiest place to get plugged into our discord. Appreciate it. Excellent. Nelson. What he said. Yeah. Fuck I mean, it. he nailed it. So. <laughs> uh... Excellent. Excellent. So perfect let's get right into it all right what's what's going on with everyone today i mean nelson's been at gen con uh i met ben for the first time ever i met meg like mckay has been doing some awesome cool things jason and and dave have been doing some really cool things let's let's have a quick chat who wants to go first wants to start well i would just like to say that meeting roberto was taxing and exhausting (laughs) (laughs) stressful stressful oh no that's not true at all we spent the weekend at stonemeyer design day in st louis he invited me down there gave me a free ticket and a place to stay got an airbnb that was like what a block from the event i mean it was like a five minute walk that's nice so uh I had a great time. I really did. And uh, even though we were forced to hang out with each other for the first time ever, and then continuously for two days straight, I still managed to have a wonderful time. Uh, so I really appreciate that. And uh, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool you get to meet in person and, you know, make a new friend and, and just have a good time playing games, talking games, talking about other stuff, having some drinks and good food. It was awesome. We had fun. It was difficult, absolutely, to be with me. I was trying to leave. The oh, come on. <laughs> it was tough, man. It was tough. I was like, oh, this guy, Ben, he's the worst. Aww. He has holes in his socks. What is yep. going on? Mm-hmm. I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> Make the Those holes or bring socks. the ones with holes? Bring the ones with holes. Oh, well. They the all ones have I holes. haven't found and thrown away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Um, awesome. I know Actually, we all usually... You know, have a drink when we do these 
And the first time I met Roberto, I spilled a completely full drink across the table. We were out to dinner. <laughs> and then he invited me to his house where I spilled two drinks on his game table. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Yikes. And you've you never been invited back So who wants yeah. to invite me over next? Yeah. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> I have to remedy that. I was in, um, I went to a Connecticut, Connecticut Gamer Con but there was a Mohegan Sun, it was, it's a casino. But one of the stores in there um, had uh, like a Yeti, but it was something that was self-balancing at all times. So you could, mm. the underneath was a suction cup. So I ended up showing Meg, I'm like, I'm gonna get this for you. So the next time you, I see you, <laughs> nothing flies anywhere. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I asked by show of hands, um, is anybody planning on PAX Unplugged? Yes. By chance? Not yes. this year. I think I think maybe. I am. Like uh, maybe we'll see. Assuming specifics, it happens, but... no one can stop me. <laughs> We're gonna Perfect. sit at a long table and talk to people. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That would yes. be awesome. By That'd the be way, really cool. That can That'd happen. be really cool. Yeah. A board Avengers panel. That's awesome. What a cool yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so cool. I don't know if any of you have been back to an in-person con yet, but I got to go to my first in-person con in you know, almost two years uh, earlier this month, uh, went to a gateway uh, part of Strategicon down in Los Angeles. And it was just good to see gamer friends in person again, uh, all masked and vaccinated, but actually ran a table for the first time, uh, you know, sold a bunch of games I was getting out of my collection and 3D printed wares and all that. But um, yeah, it was just, it was subdued for sure. Um, but it was just great to get back out and you know, play some games with people in the flesh again. Yeah, I saw the cool. pictures of your table. It looked really cool. Well, thanks. I'm actually going to be, uh, I'm going to have a booth at La local con. Uh, they call it TimpCon. Um, it's really pretty small, but man, going through all of the prep work for it, it's unreal. The amount of like banners and just things that you have to have planned like down to tables and just organizing all of it i was it's very a surprised a lot of work yeah what are you gonna have at your booth um so we should have launched by that time and it's in two weeks um uh snack time is uh on kickstarter there's the landing page there go to my profile and in the bio there's um the link for the pre-launch page on kickstarter but yeah this is one that i actually talked to dalton and nelson about when i was on their podcast yes. how long ago was that it had to have been close to a year right too long it was too long yeah. ago <laughs> too, too long, long ago <laughs> i mean was in indiana that was... that's my only right point of reference <laughs> <laughs> it was at least yeah i mean i hadn't even started the brandon sanderson like the latest brandon sanderson novel um in the stormlight archives and now that's like finished and like forgotten almost and i'm starting the wheel of time anyway so much has happened but yeah that's what we're primarily going to be pushing we're going to have the prototypes of snack time and kind of giving people the opportunity to not only uh, back the Kickstarter there at our table, but also have an influence on design because it's not completely set in stone. And so people can play test it, make suggestions, and hopefully it's just going to be a good uh, networking opportunity with locals. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Can you tell us That's a little cool. bit about it? Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's a roll and write. Um, and it's basically you have five manholes throughout um, kind of an industrial revolution era London. And 
uh, these really derpy characters are walking past each of the manholes and you have these little pet monsters in the sewer that uh, need their three meals for the day. So you're trying to get them the correct uh, situations to be able to reach up and, you know, take a nice bite out of one of these stupid pedestrians. And <laughs> yeah, you're trying not to get apprehended by the cops the whole time. It's, uh, I think it's fun. It's pretty simple. Like there's not too much that's like groundbreaking or unique about it. But as a first, like as Backfire Games starts out on this quest of making board games, it's a low complexity, but has some fun uh, dice rolling and yeah. I think awesome. any of us That's here cool. would, would play test your game. So oh, you, absolutely. If you want to send it our way, we would definitely play it. <laughs> well, it's also something that we could play over um, over a call. Um, I would oh. just have to email you the uh, the score sheet, and we could totally just roll the die and have an overhead cam, and it would be super easy to play. So if all of you are interested, yeah. let's set it up, because yeah. that'd be amazing. Sure. Yeah, sure. let's yeah. do that. How many players does it cool. go up to? It's unlimited. Because so it's there's no really like wrong. actual removal of elements. So as long as people have a score pad and are able to see the dice and the pedestrians, um, you can play with an unlimited number. That's fun. Nice. I have also restarted the Wheel of Time based on the <laughs> was, teaser trailer. I was Amazon waiting. Series. As soon as you said Wheel of Time, I wanted to be like, hold up. Don't, don't, wait. <laughs> don't open that. <laughs> so wait, have you read all of them, including the last three by Brandon Sanderson and everything? I have read every book and I have also listened to I've every, listened every to all audiobook. of them. I haven't read, but I've listened to all of them. Because there it's was the a time thing. before I knew that what a podcast was that I <laughs> would listen to audiobooks when I ran and I listened to the Wheel of Time. Awesome. I'm just starting into the first book. I saw the trailer for the Amazon Prime and I was like, ugh. I just really should. And so I started it. <laughs> Some people had said it was super slow. That's not been my experience. I actually really enjoy the pacing of it so far. Uh, the first book is great. I yeah, mean, the first it gets three slower books are great. Later on, it slows really? down. I yeah. heard that the new, the new author makes it so much better. From what I understand. So if, you like, if you like his writing. Lord of, yeah. the, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones combined. That's what, mm -hmm. how that was presented to me. Yeah. Brandon yeah, Sanderson's I, amazing. I, true. I love him. I like what Jason's doing there because I like, I like the stormlight archive. I like Brandon Sanderson. It's probably better than the wheel of time. Do I like Brandon Sanderson writing the wheel of time? Mm, not really. Mm, I know. That's how I am too. That's fair. That's how I am too. It was fine. It finished well, it. It was like somebody told me what happened, but I didn't actually read the books. Yeah. Um, and Sanderson's just so different with his world building and how he does magic and then trying to like, get him into like you know something that's already set up for him it kind of feels weird like yeah, a little weird. it doesn't quite feel right but it's fine it's it's, it's, yeah nelson and i have been procrastinating it for like the longest time that's probably time. not a bad thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's like do i have like six to nine months to like dedicate to this right, yeah, right. <laughs> hey if you're interested me. i'm starting so we can go through it together i'm that's gonna not go through like super leisurely by the way but let's do it i also have like a couple other book clubs that i'm part of we're reading something wicked this way comes which is also so good mm -hmm. for october if you want a quick read that's just full of like good deep like one-liners it's it's excellent yeah i'd be really down for that yeah for sure that's that's what we need is someone to like actually push us to do it right <laughs> it's just not gonna it's not gonna happen How Thinking of a, uh, yeah it was really good it was really different like so normally i think in like 2019 they had about seventy thousand people 
there and this year they had about thirty-five thousand. So it's about half the size, which is still like absurdly large. Like, right, you have 35,000 gamers, but it, it was definitely different. It was nice. Like, I mean, there were a lot of people there for their first time. So I met like Evan and Alex from being friends. They were there for their first time and they thought it was awesome. And then I'm like, you know, I'm kind of here like, <laughs> oh man, I was like ready to come back to 70,000 people. But and a lot of publishers have pulled out like Asmodee wasn't there. And so all their subsidiaries weren't there. And so that was kind of a double-edged sword, right? You didn't get to see all of that. I don't know if that was the right term, but then you also <laughs> got to go and like see all the smaller publishers, right? You got to spend time and talk to designers and everything. And so that, that was really cool. So no, I, I, I really liked it. I think I, it was a different experience. I still really enjoyed it, but I'm ready for it to get back to normal. With, with asthma day, do you think it was them not showing up because of all the Marvel stuff? like all these angry fans <laughs> just being like why is my game delayed like six months <laughs> yeah that that was definitely the primary factor i think covid played a secondary role there co, 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 what did you say co 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 it's i don't i don't really know what it means i've just uh, heard it i've just uh, heard it. i haven't even heard of it so that's interesting yeah that's, that's weird yeah so yeah i mean it, it was good i got to meet a lot of people which was kind of cool so there was Chris, charity board gamer, he was there. He organized like a meetup. And so just kind of everyone that I've been talking to for two years online, got to see most of them or a lot of, not most of them, a lot of them in person. And I'm excited to go to PAX and meet a lot of other people. And eventually I'll meet all of everybody. It's just kind of I'm cool. I'm going to give you the biggest hug. It's going to be I'm awesome. so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I want to I on that. Love- yeah can i just say like meeting up with gamers is like so great like every time i meet somebody who i've met through like this or instagram or whatever man it's fantastic every time like it's just we have the best community and i I love finally getting to meet people and get to know them and stuff and it always turns out great yeah yeah i agree um i don't know if all of you saw on i posted it on my uh instagram stories but Somebody just reached out to me on Instagram and they're like, Hey, I have something that I want to give you. <laughs> like I was expecting to get murdered in the parking lot, quite honestly, never met the person, um, but he was local. And so we met up and he just had bought me a copy of Arkham Horror LCG because yes. we had talked about Good. it. He said that he loved it. And I was just like, Oh, it's one that I've had my eye on. And so he just bought it for me. I was like, Oh my gosh. And so now he's actually going to help run the booth at the con. That's awesome. My business partner won't be there. So I reached out to him and I was like, hey, you're cool. Yeah. Let's uh let's hang out together for two days. Awesome. <laughs> Certified so cool. cool dude. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. So so McKay, let me ask you with that. Do you like money or no? Because hopefully you don't. I know, right? <laughs> I looked into it literally like the next the next couple of days. I bought another copy of the game plus one of the expansions. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> if I can only play this with two people. How often is it actually going to get to the table? And I got mm-hmm. one for free. So, I mean, it's like, I have to upgrade to the four oh, yeah. players and then got one of the expansions. And I didn't, I actually didn't know that it was like a legacy format mm-hmm. that it actually had like these stories that you play through, but it makes me so much happier to know that it is. I just, yeah. I get suckered into stories and in games so much. And there's so many branching paths. Like I, I'll finish a cycle and be like, oh my God, there was like 15 other endings. I got to go back and do this. Like it's oh, so cool. man. And I love that I can play it solo too, because mm. that's just a big issue with games is that, I don't know, if especially a horror themed game, I don't have a ton of friends that are super into the horror yeah. genre. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I feel like it's pretty limited, but if I can play through like just stories by myself, it's 
just like me reading a novel, right? Yeah, very much. A more fun novel, yeah. Right. <laughs> I am well into Marvel Champions. My son bought Marvel Champions, the core, and now I'm, I'm so hooked on that game. When we're together, you want to play this game? You want to be so like the beat is at, at the at the hardest difficulty. Yeah, dad, we can do that. And it's like <laughs> it's it's so it's so fun to a spend time with him playing this game. But I I didn't think that card games could be how that is presented. Um, so now I I bought like Captain, I bought Doctor Strange. It's getting out of control right now. I ended up I ended up getting um the the uh, <laughs> the Red Skull. Spend your expansion. money. Yes, That's Red Skull is so good. That's cool. That's I have, we haven't played it yet. Um, he had to go to karate. He uh, he had to, to tutor or be with the Skip younger it. class. So, um, oh, he's the real superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He, is. When he, he does his katas. It looks like he's just swimming in water. He's like, yeah. He's <laughs> really cool. But we weren't able to play it. He was. He had to go be uh, a teacher to the younger kids. Um, but when I see him this weekend, we will definitely, definitely play that. And then you have to get acrylic for the game too, because you need the acrylic accessories. I mean, it's, it's just—it's a rabbit hole you're gonna go down. It makes the game so much better. It really does. This whole hobby is <laughs> a rabbit hole, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's how, very true. Uh, yeah, no, you, you would think that your upgrades. Yeah, exactly. Once you get the upgrades, it's just a deeper rabbit hole. Like you just keep falling right. down. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty <laughs> sure do, I have like three copies of Wingspan because of all the upgrades I own. That's true. <laughs> I was very surprised at how much i wanted the speckled eggs when they came out i was like oh my gosh i want them so badly like no actual additional value like not even bigger or anything i was just like but they're speckled they yeah. look so edible though that's the main that's my main concern i always lose one or two each play yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, put, just put them out with cadbury like robin eggs like as as you're playing and just see how many people you can get to bite down on one of your expensive speckled eggs i definitely did that while we played one time i would hide the chocolate ones in there and then tried to trick Ben. The problem is the chocolate ones are bigger. So it was like they really were slightly obvious. Bigger, but now but... there's like always like little pieces of chocolate yeah, and eggshell in <laughs> with the real eggs. Like a big mess. I think made. one time we found one like months later, like hidden in something too. So I should probably not do that. But yeah, maybe not. Hey, whatever. You so can wash off this... those eggs. <laughs> a fun story about like why cool things don't happen with big companies. When I was working at Hasbro, we were doing a copy of Monopoly. And there was a little, it was Snow White's apple was supposed to be in there. And we wanted it uh, like gilded red, like metallic. And they said we couldn't make it red because then it resembled an, a real apple too much. And then it would be like a choking hazard. Uh, I was like, it is literally like the size of a thumbtack. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it resembles a too, it resembles an apple way too much. Uh, anyway, there's some crazy hoops you have to jump through when you get down to that. Level. Natural selection, man. Yeah, already right. playing no, Monopoly. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Good group to call, you know? Yeah. This is how we breed a new era of gamers. <laughs> Dalton, how are you doing? I'm good, man. A lot of the um, the listeners on OnPodcast know that I, I moved about three months ago. Unintended side effect is like you lose all of your gaming groups, right? All of your in-person gaming groups. Now you have to like kind of start from zero. Um, so there's been a lot of online gaming um, in my life. We organized one through like through our Discord, um, so 18xx.games has seen a lot of activity. Tabletop Simulator obviously has seen a lot of activity. Nelson and I have 
been trying to play champions. We've not been as successful as Jason. Just so you know, Jason, he prioritizes you over me. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> please, please, someone That's cares fine. about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this got awkward. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's so like, are you busy? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but oh and um and uh through the ages like mobile mobile app has been getting see has seen a lot of a lot of play also chess i don't know how that it worked its way in but mobile chess has seen a lot of play like wake up in the morning and like check my games and my fiance now is like what are you doing <laughs> like are you uh-huh. playing chess at six in the morning it's like well, i just want to see what they did <laughs> so, that's been that's been most of what my gaming experience has been like past couple of months excellent excellent how so with, with the because now you're your oh you are in colorado Yep. Nelson's in Indiana. How's the podcast going along? Is it just, is it easier? Is it not the same? I mean, I know there's nothing like having your best friend next to you and for sure having that energy there. Like how has it changed the podcast at all? Or are you still just flowing through? No, that's a good question. Like, so, so COVID helped a little bit with this, right? Cause we had a couple of months of practice basically where we were recording mobily. So we like, in terms of logistically and technically, we kind of already had that part figured out. I think the harder thing has been like a, a big portion of our podcast will be talking about the games that we're playing together. Um, and we're playing fewer games together, right? So we're kind of having to like sort of patch that up and, um, and make sure that we still have like content to share there. And there was also a little bit of learning. Um, like we both will generally stand now um, because we were finding that like our voices were significantly quieter and our energy was a lot lower because we are both introverts when we were sitting and recording. And so now we'll like, on, when we're recording main episodes, we'll stand up and shout at each other. And that like helps our, <laughs> you know, helps our content a little bit. So yeah, some learning points there, but I think overall, like the quality of our content has been like relatively consistent. Um, just a couple of challenges for us to figure out. Yeah. Downside, we now have to record really late because Dalton's like way behind me in time. Yeah, I don't know. Whenever I want to be fine for me. Whenever I want to record, he's at work. And upside, it's way easier to edit. It's way easier to edit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's no there's no echo into the other person's mic Uh, or anything. Yeah, that's so you all have jobs. (laughs) (laughs) If I can figure out how to make this my job. I'll sell out. Right. Uh, yeah. In, the, in the sense I, that I, we I have to it. do something we don't like doing in order to make money. Yes, we have jobs. <laughs> so wait, I want to know whose idea was it to be like, we're not doing this right. We need to stand up. That was me. Yeah. yeah. I've never would have even thought of that. I was just like, I was falling asleep when it was getting around <laughs> okay. 10. Yeah. Yeah. It started that way. Okay, <laughs> I guess I that. That's I interesting though. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. you, I, you don't get to know. Uh, (laughs) but yeah i took my wife's yoga mat now i have that to stand on so my feet are comfy it's great anti-fatigue nice extra grip on the toes i like yeah exactly that's right i can still make his toes curl (laughs) oh man yeah Cool. Meg, Meg is like that was gross. Yeah, right. Okay. I put a warning on this. Yeah, no, we have the E. We have the little E next to our podcast, so it's fine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. I have e to say, I loved everyone. the Star Wars episode. I there were a couple times where because I was listening to it with the headphones on, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I was telling Nelson, I think that's our funniest episode. I think the yeah. prequel episode. We there's there so much content there to like meme and joke it. about it, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely a lot of fun to record. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. How's Bloomhaven life, Meg? Bloomhaven? Yes. Bad. It's only bad. (laughs) You were talking about Marvel Champions being like, yeah, let's go. And I was like, 
my game that I used to do that with finished now. <laughs> so we have Forgotten Circles to start, which we haven't yet. Um, I'm kind of like, I'm sad about it. Um, it's a game that we spent like two years with that I didn't think I'd get so emotional, I guess, about it. But yeah, I... Like, I can't set up scenarios ahead of time the way I used to. Like, I would, like, pre-grab, like, the tiles and the enemies and stuff, and it's just, like, now looking in the game room, it's, like, there's so many games I've been waiting to play that we want to play more of, like, Dwellings, um, but it's sad. It's really sad. <laughs> could you play Gloomhaven again? If you had a fresh copy, yeah. could you do another? Could it end differently, I guess, yeah. is what I'm asking, because I've, I've, we actually sold Gloomhaven, I know, I'm sorry, guys. But um, okay. I, I'm really not sure as to how that goes. How many endings does this game have? I think it's, I think, and I, spoiler alert, I guess, and I won't say anything too spoilery. I think it's the same ending, but who you are at the end could be different. So okay. I think the final scenario is always the final scenario, but where your characters, like what their, what mark they left on Gloomhaven would change. So like just to generalize, we were mostly good guys. And I know you can pretty much be very bad. Um, yeah. And there's like yeah. everywhere in between. So we could definitely do the darkest timeline. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, we were and very I bad. have friends that we're going to start Jaws of the Line again. So we'll do a four player Jaws of the Line, which is fun. So. And with like Gloomhaven, there's like a bunch of quests you can like miss, right? Like essentially. So if you went back and played it, you'd be like, oh, we never went down this that path. And luckily i think um with where we are there's even stuff that we didn't get to unlock but forgotten circles will Mm. help us so Mm. even though that adds like x amount of scenarios because you have to do road and city events in between we can unlock even more that we couldn't really unlock in gloomhaven before so there's still a little bit of the main game left for us but we have to like fish it out now did you play the solo scenarios with the characters because i know like when when you get to level five right you can play the solo scenarios with each of the characters and it's kind of like a puzzle for that class i don't remember that well you didn't we never did that but those do exist it's like a puzzle for each class to play and you get like a very good item for them um and that's like as much as I know, because I haven't looked into what the items are, but it's kind of like you get a boon for your class for completing it by yourself, but I didn't try any of them yet. Oh, I totally cheated and looked at what they were. <laughs> That's like <laughs> you in a nutshell. It's like, let me just look at the ending quick. Yeah, no, minor spoilers. To... Like, I'll look ahead to see um, like requirements for what the next scenario will be and stuff like that to be like, can I do it? But there is yeah. a lot that I really... So the main secret of Gloomhaven, for anyone that's played it, the... The thing that you keep getting clues for, I still haven't figured out. So don't it's tell me. It's almost impossible. It's so hard. I, I talked to someone online about it, not to toot my own horn, but I mentioned things and they were like, wow, you figured that out on your own. Because there are letters hidden in different things in the game. And I haven't looked any of it up, but I have found some letters in some places. So that's impressive. That's pretty cool. Oh man, if well, one of my friends he solved the key. He solved the cipher without the key. He just wrote it all out, and he was like, "Oh well, this is probably E is the most common letter here, so this is probably an E, and this is probably a the. So these letters are probably this." And he solved the whole thing, and I was like, "Well, was that kind of takes Ryan? the fun out of it." Yeah, Ryan? yeah, yeah. Of course it was. <laughs> That's He's funny. I think like I think next we level genius. Yeah. Pax Unplugged. We're talking about Gloomhaven, and Meg will be the hard carry. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. She's absolutely. Box of, yeah. You need a box of Kleenex for that, though, just in case. So. <laughs> Jason, what is uh? How is the woodworking? Uh, it's not bad. It's slowing down. Winter time always slows down, and then um, uh, come Christmas time, it'll pick back up. So, it's been it's been good. You know, it's sad though because I haven't bought any new tools because I don't need any. But like, I should just buy some anyway it's like a board game right like you just yeah. get it to have it so well, it's, it's, it's like an expansion to too many bones really that's why you don't have new tools right uh, everything's going to too many bones i have it I was, there's nothing else to get for too many bones i have all that i'm waiting for the kickstarter now <laughs> yeah i'm launching a new one i can't wait for that thing i don't even know what it's about i don't even care i just saw I, new too many bones i want it <laughs> i hear it's the final right it's the final yeah. installment which we were all kind of shocked about because we figured they would milk that cow for years and right. apparently the internal discussion was we don't want to like do that to the series so i was like well good for you guys that was an interesting move um quickly speaking of milking that cow did anyone see this the, the stefan feld kickstarter yeah oh yeah the city collection <laughs> the 725 dollar yes. all in yeah deluxe. what yeah to look this up for four games yeah Seven hundred dollars for four games, and they're wondering why it's not doing well. Which which one everything is it? changed. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. Part of the prices. Will... While he looks oh, no. that up. Do, hey, do, 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 do. While we're on the topic, Jason, you play a lot of solo games, right? Yeah, that's a have pretty you ever, idea. Have you ever played Hostage Negotiator? No, but I really want to. <sighs> I watched I watched that shut up and sit down video, and I couldn't resist. I got the like. I got the whole thing. Got, like, I bought everything. the whole yes. mm. I, I got I oh, I played it twice today already and I lost both times horribly. <laughs> was it good though? Was it fun? It was good. It was yeah. good. But you're so like, oh, you're so connected to the dice rolls on the, in that game, wow. man. And they screwed me over. Yeah. That's what I hear about that one. I hear it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Hard to win. Let me keep going. I gotta try again. I gotta find right. a table in my house I can leave it set up on that no kids will touch. It's not mm. kids, it's cats. You gotta watch yeah, out for cats. It's Emily, that's who it is. I'm at night. <laughs> so well, clearly, long story short, you're not, not very good hostage cool. negotiator. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet, that's for sure. I am not good at Googling. For some reason it didn't pop up. Well, it, it's New York, Marrakesh, and two others or one other. Yeah, Amsterdam and Hamburg. Hamburg. Hamburg, thank you. And a couple yeah. of them are kind of re- skins like redesigns of previous games like bruges i think uh became amsterdam and there's another one and then there's a, a couple of them are newer games and they're doing nice pieces and all that but it's it's an awful big pill for four games yeah i don't know seven hundred dollars you don't know about you get the answers about no. like ah <laughs> uh, there it is how much does castles of burgundy cost like 30 bucks yeah right buy that yeah <laughs> yeah i mean their lowest pledge level is 65 dollars for just Hamburg. I mean, oh, here we go. We got a link to the Kickstarter. There you Check go. I know. Out. Now yes, we all pull you, it up. Thank you, Jason. We're going to look at this <laughs> link to the Kickstarter quickly. And while you're I, loading it, I mean, Kickstarter I'll prices have gotten insane. They really insane. have. These yeah. are like old games, though. Yeah. Like, why would I pay $700 for old games? <laughs> you want the but the components. Because you want those Steffenfeld dice. That's why. Oh, <laughs> coins. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That Fun fact, like not- metal coins aren't actually that expensive to include in a game. I priced it out the other day. I was like, they charge like the the amount that they get back on their return with metal coins is absurd. 
Nice. I love that there's like, um, there's like 650 ish backers and like $165,000 pledged. Right. (laughs) That that does not look like it adds up. Doesn't look that. Oh man, look, one person. Why did one person back the $715 bundle instead of the $690? Because of that, that, that Stefan Feld coin set. You get that extra coin set and you need it. No, it's just one of their moms. You know that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> My baby boy's Wait, doing so that. good. He's on the it. Kickstarter. <laughs> We're probably offending so many people right now. <laughs> this is perfect, though. We're talking about great components upgrading some Stefan Feld games. Man, are you going to like... I think that leads us directly into <laughs> oh, our topic for oh. today. Oh, podcast. You should okay. have a podcast. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll have <laughs> to start to one. <laughs> what what are like, we talking about tonight? It, it's almost like these deluxe components make for great table presents. Oh, man. Oh. 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 Mm. That's it. That is our topic of discussion for this evening is what makes a great, well, what game is great for table presence? What in your mind thinks, or what do you think great table presence is? What is represented by it? So on and so forth. And I would like, let's get someone to start. I'm going to start off with Jason is not, is saying no. So I'm going to go start with Jason. No, Jason, table <laughs> present. No. Got him. Got him. So, be, actually, before before we even talk about the games that we want to talk about, what makes table presence for you? So, for me, table presence is a lot of times it's it's a it's a game that I might not be initially interested in if you told me the pre- presence of it, right? Somebody tries to explain the game to me and I don't fully understand what you're saying, or I go, ah, oh, that sounds like a reused mechanic. And they go, no, 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 let me set it up. Let me show it to you. And they set up and show it to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Like this, this is interesting, right? That's the initial hook into the game that, that I'm willing to take the extra steps to either learn a difficult game or maybe learn a game that I wasn't initially interested in. So for me, that's what table presence means. Excellent. Dave? I mean, I think it's just something that that draws you in, that draws your attention and, and really makes you interested. It could be that it, it's immersive. It could be that it's, you know, kind of sprawls. It could be uh, th- there's just that one aesthetic element that is unique enough to, hey, what's that, right? Um, so something that is just gives you that attention um, and draws you in and makes you want to explore. Dalton. It's a funny concept, I think, especially for Nelson and I, because we rate theme in general pretty low in like what determines whether we're going to play a game or not. Like we play a lot of train games and stuff that like barely has a theme at all. Um, so for me, it's like if something can overcome that, then it's pretty special, right? If it if it can overcome and get me interested in the theme uh, as a reason to play the game, which is normally not something that would entice me to play a game, I guess, then it's that's really that's something pretty special. I'll follow that with up uh, with Nelson. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, I also, like, I kind of think you hear the the saying, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And I feel like that's kind of what this topic is, right? It's the things that, you know, you walk by the table and you see, ooh, like, ooh, I want to see what that is. Tell me more about this. And it's what draws you into a game. And so that's kind of what I think about as table presence is if I'm walking by it or if I see it, I want to know more about it. How about Ben and M? Yeah, I... I... I mean, I would just echo that, right? Like when yeah. I was trying to decide what game to pick, it was totally like, okay, all, 
uh, of the games I like, the games I've played, like when if it was on the table and I was walking by, what would make me go walk up to the table and be like, hey, what game is that? Like, what is this? Like, I, yeah, you know, it's there's so much there or it draws your attention so much that you're like, I got to find out what this is. I don't know. I like everyone's already said really good points. I totally agree. It's that, yeah, you pass by and you're like, hold up. I want to know more. Meg? Um, to me, when I think table presence, I think with board games, I really like to feel them and, and feel what's going on. And when I think of table presence, I think of like when the board game stops being a board game. So if you're in a situation and, you know, win or lose at the end of the night, you're just going to go to bed. So if you start getting nervous about an income or like really in, or an outcome and you're really into it, that's when I think it has great table presence because you kind of stop seeing the board for being a board and you start being there. Okay. Yeah. Um, in addition to what everyone else has said, I think my thoughts were along the lines of Meg's as well, that it's because my first impulse was like, okay, what's the biggest game that I have? Like what one takes up the most space? And I was like, seems like a pretty lame way to judge like uh, its actual like presence on the table. And to me, I think it's whether the visuals and components convey the theme to the point that you look at it and your mind immediately kind of like puts together the story. And it's just immediately, I think, well, I won't listen to any games actually, because that's, <laughs> that's what we do here. Um, but just can I look at a game and immediately I can start putting together in my head, this is probably what you're trying to do. Um, and this is probably like the sequence of the game and the aim of the game, just because all of that kind of clicks together. It's relatable and it's demonstrated visually really well on the, on the table. All great points. Um, I love that having you, you pass or you're playing a game and it feels electrifying. It, it's palpable, right? And to everyone's point of if you pass it, if you see someone playing it, like, what is that? I really need to know what this is for any reason really but great points all around i would like to now go into the table presence that or the games that we brought here so i was going to start with jason but you know we started that whole thing off but uh okay since you went last how about you go first it was hard for me to try and identify one that had a really good table presence. There were several that came to mind. And I also wanted to, there are a couple games that once again, I won't name because I don't want to take anybody else's, but um, there were a couple that I thought of and I was like, that's just expected. That could fit into so many categories right now because it's popular and um, it's really buzzworthy. But one that I played recently that is not new and I was blown away by just how just like the depth that came with it and um, just the overall visual presence that happened. Um, I don't know if any of you have played Ghost Stories. It's designed Antoine Bauza. I believe it's Repose Productions that does it. If you don't know the game, each side of the board is for a different player and they're all like this nice, like really dark, but kind of electrifying neon color gradient all going into the center. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to keep the village from getting haunted and kind of haunting these different tiles in the middle. So you start out with this very pretty, like colorful game. And as ghosts comes out and they start eating parts of the village, it all just kind of turns like gray and black and dingy. And the movers all have some really great momentum to them. The, the ghosts that like the little ghost movers have like this forward leaning direction that looks like they're just going to topple over. It's, it's amazing that they even stand up, right? Really well designed, 
the poses of the the individual wizards that you are i guess they're not really wizards they're uh taoists i believe um i don't know just everything in there the art the structure all of the components just when it all comes together i it just leaps off the table to me this is interesting because i've played last bastion right which is the remake of ghost stories great game but i wouldn't say any all the things that you said the colors the ghosts and all that stuff I feel like the new one last fashion doesn't have that it's kind of like it's fine it makes you want to play the original yeah i was trying to look up pictures to see what the difference was i actually did not know that it was a remake oh yeah it looks exactly like as far as like the setup (laughs) and stuff but i can i can totally see what you mean it's definitely it's like little red skulls instead of like the ghosts. It doesn't have like you said the leaning mm. forward, the cool like the board isn't quite as colorful either or anything. Mm. Yeah, I got the wrong one, I guess. Yeah, so thanks a lot, Ben. Because well, I don't know what else has been improved <laughs> by it. Maybe the other things were improved, but yeah, I just oh, also they're gray. Is that so they could be painted? You can also paint over colors. Why do they make components gray? Cheap. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now, is last... I want to know if that's yeah. I want to know how similar they are now. Yeah, because I want to know is Last Bastion like as difficult as Ghost Stories? Because Ghost Stories is like rough. That's a rough. It's game. pretty hard. Yeah. It... I don't know. I don't know about that. It was hard when we played one way, and it totally was. There's no way we can do it. So then we played and switched it up slightly, and it was more doable, but it was still tricky. But we have I've never played Ghost Stories, so I don't know. Well, we we played it where we each ran two characters. The first time though, we each did one. And it was like there's no way we can keep up. But I I don't know. Like because then you can up the difficulty by putting in more Mm -hmm. like they're called like warlords or something. I don't remember. I I I don't I don't know how different the two are. Okay. It is similar in what you were saying, how it's like each side. Right. Kind of. Ha- yeah. So the board looks similar, but it definitely the pieces and components are a little bit different. We talk really quick, though, about like how. So just looking at this and I, I'm not speaking from experience because I haven't played Last Bastion. I haven't taken a good look at it. It just seems like the story has just kind of dried up in this one. Is it just like it's a castle and you're just trying to defend the castle walls? Yep. It's yeah. It's like generic fantasy castle defense. That makes me so sad because Ghost Wars is very steeped in Chinese culture and legend and myth. And I don't know, all of the places, like all the different temples and shrines that you go to to do different things throughout the village and stuff. There's just like some real richness there that kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone as far as theme goes, where I was like, oh man, like we're we're looking at like all of these typical like uh, Buddhist and Taoist items, then like the Chinese magic side of it. I, I assume they redid it to make it a little bit more approachable, but I think, yeah, I think some of that depth and interest kind of dries up a little bit. Darn. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> yeah, oh well. <laughs> Looks there like we have to buy a new game. Thread. Yeah, I got to do On the hunt now. Would anyone like to purchase? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sold it really well. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fun. There's a Reddit thread on r slash board games about ghost stories versus uh, Last Bastion. So it, uh, there's some interesting things there if you <laughs> want to look further into that. Because Reddit mm. is, as we know, the biggest rabbit hole there is. It is. It's <laughs> true. Yep. It's interesting that you, I, I've never played either or, but I like that ghost stories is steeped in, in, in that culture. Like you said, I might have to check into 
playing that. That sounds really cool. Like when, when games can teach you something or put you in a place, you know? Yeah. All right. Who do you want to pick? Ooh, I get to pick? Yeah. Um, pick, pick whoever you want. I'm just going to keep going in the reverse order. Let's pass it over to Meg. Okay. Um. So for my game for Table Presence, um, you would think I would pick something pretty and colorful, <laughs> but I picked Dead of Winter. Um, Ooh, nice. Dead of Winter, I think, what I, what I thought of recently is I taught someone the game. And I started explaining it as I started pulling everything out. And then I pulled out all the zombies and they found the zombie tokens at the end. And they were like, what are these for? And I was like, oh, that's for when we run out of zombies. And they were like, (laughs) what? (laughs) So I think even before you play, seeing how much overrun you're going to be is really, really overwhelming. Like from the beginning, you are stressed. You feel like you're probably not going to be able to do it. You know that there may be a traitor in your midst. I think it's a game that can really put you on your edge, even though, like I said, like, at the end of the day, a board game's not going to hurt you. You're going to go to bed at the end of the night. If you get eaten by zombies, it's okay. Um, But I think it really, really gives you that stress and anxiety and makes you want to figure it out and make sure everyone's safe. So, yeah, I, I really loved Out of Winter. And I think, too, because of the locations that you travel to, they're, like, separate pieces for the board. It does a couple things where... It can also have the presence of you can adjust to wherever you need to play at. Like, you can play around a TV if you wanted to. If you only have a coffee table, you can play at a really big table or a smaller table. Um, But it also shows you how isolated those characters become when they get moved over there. Um, That I think visually it really helps you understand the zombie world that you're in. Out of everything, I would have picked Gloomhaven if I could pick the same game twice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think... Seeing other people's reactions now showing them games, that's the one that I get probably the biggest reaction every time. That's a great choice. You can find me at the police station all day long. Just give me give me all the guns. <laughs> I just I'll, I'll, kill this, I'll kill the zombie. Sparky needs yeah. a gun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate, too, that you, you picked a game that has table presence with standees, not minis, and it can still accomplish that without having to have the, you know, kind of the over-the-top plastic... Um, oh yeah yeah it's a very simple game components wise standees come pre-painted that's my favorite (laughs) part about (laughs) as somebody who paints i love that standees come pre-painted they don't don't say that on the kickstarter the rate the i don't i don't like a bunch of gray plastic right if it's all plastic i gotta paint it if it comes with standees then i don't have to i agree that's true um, there is one there's one mechanism in dead of winter that i just thought was brilliant and that's the risk of like exposure to the virus and stuff as you like every time you leave uh, you know that it has to happen that you have to go look for supplies and stuff but man the anxiety of that die roll and just whether or not you're going to be damaged um from exposure risk the um risk that person dying basically the very <laughs> last time i played when i showed that person the game my very first movement out of the place i died immediately we were like oh, oh this can happen cool. it's really rare it doesn't usually happen immediately i died the very first roll i did it happens in 1 in 12 games nope <laughs> having, having played that game uh, prepared me for like the first three months of like COVID and trying to go to Costco. Like I felt like <laughs> <laughs> the exposure died just to get toilet paper. Oh, They're banging on the barricades. So I, want it sound. <laughs> I wonder if it needs a retheming of uh, 
yeah dead of winter into like dead of COVID or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> too soon too soon okay we'll wait a couple years yeah yeah i have a fun memory of um my like two no- young nephews who it would kind of become my duty around like christmas time to like distract them with a board game and so like i started setting up dead of winter um and they were like we don't want to play a board game or whatever and it's like okay yeah we'll see and then like as you're like setting it up right and they like kind of kept walking by and like glancing at it you know and they're like so what's this game about and you're like you get to kill zombies you know and then just kind of keep setting it up and by the end they were like sitting down to play it so it definitely (laughs) it definitely accomplishes the table presence i agree with your pick i like that game because of the, the secret trader you just you don't know the entire you have no idea the entire time and i just i really like being a, a traitor in games yeah. and backstabbing people but can we talk about why there's a traitor is and maybe i missed a part of the story like is somebody like are they actually like an undercover zombie or are they just like no we just want to like are they just chaotic like i, I feel like or? i'm having trouble believing that you don't believe this given the year that we've just had <laughs> I think that there aren't people on the side of the virus. <laughs> it's, it's true. Yeah, I think no. I think the thought is that it's someone who like defects, who chooses to let people die so they have more food and that kind of stuff. Oh, so it's more of like a I can I should survive instead of you. It's yeah, like, like I only care about me. Uh, my my goal, of my secret objective is more important than the mm. team's secret objective. Mm. There is a guy in my that. game group who like his goal is to be the traitor in every game. Mm. And so even if he isn't the traitor, we all think he is. So then the traitor always wins. Is it Phil? Oh, yeah. Yes! I, <laughs> I just enjoy that I'm never at your game group and like, you know I feel exactly like I know it who it is. Sorry. Yeah, the last time we we played that uh the the trader had everyone convinced that i was the trader even though they were the trader and, and she was just like you know gleaming the whole time it was like totally yeah, what you would do to me yeah, mm-hmm. and i'm like yelling at you at the table and everyone's like i think he knows what he's talking I'm about <laughs> no you are yeah. not <laughs> never no maybe if we, if we all get together in the future or when we get together in the future we can get a copy, both both copies of dead Hunter <laughs> and a long night and then um, play faction versus faction because I yeah, haven't they have, played like, that. The colony war thing, right? Yeah, yeah, it's about eleven or twelve player game, which sounds crazy. Yeah, someday we'll just have board vendors con, right? Ooh, yeah, that's gonna be a thing. Okay, okay, that's please. <laughs> now we're talking. Yes, hosted in Michigan at Ben and M's house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't wait to meet the kittens. Yes, <clears throat> and there won't be kittens anymore. Yeah, old fat cats. I assumed yeah. it was like next week. So, <laughs> hey, you guys are uh, welcome anytime. I, I bought my <laughs> ticket. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> oh man, great choice, Meg. Um, who do you want to? Who do you want to have next? How Who's about next? you, Roberto? Me? Yeah. Uh, what? That's not part of uh, it. He's. A- <laughs> I'm like I don't want to forget I'm like you the, that, I'm I'm that dude in what if I'm just I'm just the narrator. <laughs> poor, I'm I'm a poor narrator. If anyone's seen what if that show is pretty incredible, but I don't want to derail the the talk right now. Mine is it's a game that really got me into dudes on a map. I hadn't I, I had played lighter games and this was my first kind of heavier strategy game. And it's how I met one of my really good friends. And it's Cthulhu Wars by Sandy Peterson. Whoa. Nice. <laughs> this game, when it first came out, he's like, yeah, this game, he was so animated. This game is awesome. You're like, 
it could be Cthulhu and the minis are like this big, this big being about five inches. These, yeah, these right. minis are huge. <laughs> Not only are they huge minis, they're also a standard box of Crayola color colors. So you get like lime green, this beautiful sky blue, like blood red and yellow. Like if, if you can think of a color, it's more than likely going to be in this game. So it's, it's in the HP Lovecraft mythos. Love that. It's on a, it's again, dude, dudes on a map. Everyone has cultists. You have to summon some monsters. You have to summon an elder God. And from there, it's just combat until you get 30 victory points to win the game. Now, when this game is on the table, depending on what size um, board you have, um, the, the three to five player and the five player map out of the box, out of the, the core box is kind of small. So I actually, I ended up getting a bigger map so that way the the dudes on the map if you will um had more space because the continents were are divided and they're very small spaced so i had to get the bigger version in order to make it look more i guess less less full is we we had played eight players and that's this is this was also pre-covid when we played eight players you look at the board and you're like, whoa, this is kind of, this is so cool. Cause you get, you get pink, blue, red, green, yellow, just Roy G. Biv all over the place. <laughs> and these, again, these minis are huge. You put out a great old one and you feel like you're putting something massive down. Cause again, these things are very heavy plastic or injection molded plastic and you put them on and they make a thunk like douche. If you want to do that sound effect, you can too. Um, but I just, I love area control. I love the asymmetry. No faction feels like another faction. And from what I understand, um, I haven't been to a con yet, but when this game comes out in cons, people, people watch because I think, I think it's the colors is, is, is the biggest draw. Cause it, again, it looks like Crayola, like Crayola colors out right out of a, right out of the box. It's so cool. All right. So what are we playing? Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> you can play this one if, tomorrow if you want. I know. That's what I'm saying. We're close enough. <laughs> You got me with Cthulhu we, colors. Okay. Yes. Miniatures. Sure. We just played I, this the other day. Um, Evangelo wanted to play it and it's not a game that hits our table often because it does play better at higher player counts at, at two players. Actually, Sandy Peterson made Cthulhu Wars dual because uh, for two players in the regular, in the regular Cthulhu Wars, the only way you can win is by battling each other. And mm -hmm. there's some factions who, just don't battle you can be passive you don't even have to battle at all if you don't want to some factions are super aggressive but he made the the cthulhu wars duel to i guess to remedy it because once you get two people on a, on a two to four players on the two to four player side or whatever it's just a big space and you mm -hmm. you can't do much with that with as much space as, as there is it's a game that i have seen and wanted to try for so long just yeah. it, i mean it looks incredible it sounds amazing like the asymmetry, I really love. I, I love that idea and how you kind of get to build your own faction type deal. And so it's one that just like cost prohibitive that I just haven't been able to try ever. Well, and it's cool in that this is the game from the era of this game wouldn't exist without Kickstarter, right? Mm -hmm. Before the time yeah. of Kickstarter as a pre-order, this was Kickstarter as a no one would ever publish this, but let's see if people want it, mm -hmm. right? And that, that's mm -hmm. kind of cool about it, right? It's just, it's just we're giant minis on this map. We're battling. Like, nobody would ever make, like, these humongous minis and this giant Cthulhu. It's like, it's like, he's super huge and stuff. And it's like, no, actually, people wanted to buy that. And it was super <laughs> successful. 
So that's you have cool. to ask. You have to ask Sandy Peterson's Cthulhu what his lifting regimen is because Cthulhu is stacked, but he's <laughs> he's, a, he's a lean stack. Dude. He's not like a, a huge thing like uh, other things that we would see. He is very lean. Eats a lot of chicken. Probably you know cultists <laughs> that do him wrong. Um, but he's he's got he's so muscular in this game. He looks awesome. I wish I had Dang. biceps like the Cthulhu in this game. You should take note. That's all. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. That's my he, kind he, of he could deadlift a megaton. He could deadlift a megaton. Absolutely. Makes very interested now. <laughs> I was already convinced. <laughs> yeah, if there's one game that I think I would like to own but never like to play, that's probably it. <laughs> I don't think it's my play style at all, but I have seen pictures and I'm just like, man, it looks amazing just to just to have and to look at <laughs> but yeah. i don't think i would actually enjoy the play style i'll be honest when we gotta first... be mean mckay <laughs> <laughs> stating what i know about myself yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm interested to know or i'm excited to hear because i'm kind of like mckay like i i used to like kind of like the head-to-head combat a lot more than i like now like I, I would rather kind of be passive. And so knowing that there are factions that can be passive in this game is a big boon for me. Yeah. Those are the, the 50 to $80 expansion people though. Mm-hmm. Although there's one in the core set, it's the yellow sign. So you have Haster and he, or Haster is passive. You have to go all around desecrating the land. You don't have to, you don't have to combat with Haster, which is awesome. There's some other factions. And these, these names I really there are 17 continents next to each other. I don't even know how to pronounce half of them. But some of them, again, some of them are aggressive. Most of them are, are aggressive. Some of them are passive. Once I played this game, I went to That's Entertainment, the one in, right next to where I live in, in Fitchburg. Um, and I asked the, the manager there, do you have Cthulhu Wars? He's like, no, that's not a game. That, like, it, it's not a big draw. We had it a long time ago. But we don't have it anymore and i'm like okay so i ended up looking at uh, a dice tray i look up i take take the stride dice tray i'm like examining it and i look up and it's right there <laughs> in all its, glory. it's dusty it's got seven inches of dust i was like i was like dude it's right here he's like oh i forgot i had it he had no idea he had <laughs> yeah oh, and then you cue the jumanji this. drums yeah. Right. <laughs> so he 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 price matched it because he had no idea it was in his store, and that's how I lucked into getting my copy of Cthulhu Wars. Mm-hmm. That now people want. It's a it's a super sought after game. Sandy Peterson is having a time right now with 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 creating this game. Unfortunately, hopefully he gets this game out to backers. Um, but man, the game is so good, and I hope you you can play it. Or if when we meet up, I'll just bring it and we play it. Mm-hmm. That's it. At Board Ventures Con. Exactly. Yep. You heard it here first. (laughs) Dave, let's hear yours. All right. Sure. Uh, Yeah. So in the outset, we were talking about how we chose our table presence and, you know, McKay said picking that uh, a game for, you know, being the biggest thing you have is kind of lame, but I don't care. I went that route anyway. Uh, I went kind (laughs) of old school um, and maybe it's nostalgia. But this is a game that when I tell people that I'm a hobby gamer and they say, well, oh, you mean like sorry and trouble and monopoly and all that. This is what I show them a picture of. I show them a picture of me <laughs> and my family playing Talisman with all of its oh, expansion. Ooh, very nice. 
all of the the extra boards and the stacks of cards and the minis and you know it's uh me mechanically it's not a terribly complicated game um and it, it does get a little hate for that although you know it's 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 a product of its original development you know i mean i i first played the second edition back in the 80s when i was a teenager which i still had that uh version it had like the timescape expansion where you could be an astronaut <laughs> exploring this magical fantasy world and it was fantastic but um you know d despite the simplicity of the kind of the roll and move and you know draw a card fight whatever it is you know get the loot level up um all that um there's still just so much to explore with all these different regions and there are still strategies and forking paths you can take and so many different characters you can choose from once you kind of have all that content um and it's just it's a great experience great way to kill three four six hours right <laughs> uh but um yeah you know and it, it can be a little take that and you know get into it with other players and beating on each other and stealing each other's loot but it's it's okay you know you take it take it for what it is and you enjoy it and you you kind of throw yourself into the adventure and it's uh it's a fun one and and you know when we have it out and we've got all the the expansions on it you know we have this oval table that the corners of the expansion boards like stick out over like it won't even really fit on our table but we we still make it work so. is this the one where the expansions are like the corner like it yes. basically that's cool yeah yeah, and yeah, once yeah. You get one expansion it's like oh it, it's not complete until you get like all of them because you can <laughs> yeah. physically tell there's <laughs> yeah, for the longest time they didn't have that woodlands expansion so they only had three corners you're like oh they're gonna come out with something yeah <laughs> that's awesome it looks amazing I love this game. I'm so happy you picked it, Dave. I honestly almost picked it. If there's a game I beg to play in my house more than anything, it's Talisman. It's the game that I will joke about at 10 o'clock at night and be like, do you want to just play Talisman real quick? And <laughs> oh, it's it's so great. It's I love it. I think that's a great choice, too. Thank you. I, I could gush about you know. it, but it, it is. It's just a great game. Does anything does anybody know much about the Kingdom Hearts Talisman? Because I saw that and I was like, okay, now I might have to buy it. So I don't, but um I did pre-order the Harry Potter Talisman. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's yeah, it just you have out, my like, attention next month. <laughs> uh from what I know, I've heard the Batman Talisman is really great, but I have the Kingdom Hearts one um oh, and okay. actually memories um i got it at pax unplugged 2019 and i remember being so excited and carrying it out it they, there was like a couple copies there and i grabbed it sadly you had a key on your back probably right what did you have a key on your back <laughs> a key please <laughs> yeah um <laughs> sadly it's i don't think it's it's definitely not as good um and there are some things that i just mm. think if you're a fan of Kingdom Hearts, it doesn't completely make sense. Um, and mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Kingdom Hearts. My husband is, but I love Disney. Um, so I really liked seeing all of that. So if you just like Disney, it's really cool to see all of that stuff. Um, they add a way to win that even if you're not the person who does the final curse at the end, like it's all point based. And based on the points, there's no way to really win even it like there's no way to win if you're the person that loses with how many points the person in first place makes so it doesn't that part doesn't really make sense 
Um, and then Donald's powers, and this is from my husband, don't make sense for what his character does in Kingdom Hearts. Um, mm. And Mickey is very overpowered. So a couple balance I issues. Mickey. Which is good for kids. Like, if kids are playing, the Mickey is a good option. Like, if you're trying to get an eight-year-old to play, so I think that's what they were trying to do. Um, mm. But I think if you're like, which talisman should I get? Uh, I vote talisman proper. You know, Dave's got it on the yeah. money that... I've heard the Batman one is really good. Um, that one's the one I haven't played, but maybe I'll wait till I hear how the Harry Potter one is because yeah. that's uh, if there's a property I'm a sucker for, it's Harry Potter. All right, do I, I pick next? Yeah, how about Nelson? Okay, coming right after I ran back upstairs. Cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked about, or I, I guess I talked about how table presence to me is like judging a book by its cover and so i had to pick a game that is based off a book and that is war of the ring so (laughs) (laughs) yep so war of the ring is a two-player i think it can play four but it's mainly two-player game where like one person controls the free people one person controls the shadow army and it's based in middle earth and you have this huge map i mean it takes up the entire table (laughs) And these like really cool minis that you can't really tell apart, which is kind of a bad thing about the game. Um, (laughs) I mean, you have these custom dice and it's basically like a head to head war game based for two player, which I think is also a really cool kind of mechanic. There's a lot of these war games play best at like five, six. And so having it at two is really cool. Um, But yeah, it's one of those games where I looked at, I was like, well, that's a giant map of Middle Earth. I need that um i need that in my collection so i bought it and so yeah i mean that's my pick um i know there are like a lot of expansions um you get all these like little minis of like the fellowship of all the shadow like players like bad guys uh like all the nazgul and everything and so the theme is really cool you're like sending you're trying to get the ring to mount doom and the shadow players trying to take over middle earth and so theme is on point it's definitely one that kind of draws you in. You walk past and you're like, well, I want to control. I want to control Frodo. That sounds cool. Let me do that. So that's my pick is War of the Ring. A funny story about that. I actually, I I enjoy the table presence having never played it. <laughs> my brother-in-law <laughs> is super into it. And I drew his name out for a family like Christmas gift exchange last year. So I 3D printed him a one ring dice tray um, and oh, spray painted awesome. it gold and everything and painted it that's and all so the letters cool. glowing. And I nice. was like, and then I, I went over when he wasn't there and looked at the game and there's one set of dice that's just like your normal black and whites. Like a lot of them have like the good ones. So I got online, found these like emerald green that all of the numbers were like dragons and stuff. And anyway, I was like, I enjoy this so much that I'm going to deck out your game because I can see how, <laughs> how much better this will be. The designer in you has to like nerd out on his behalf. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there no, is... I'm like, oh, sorry, go for it. Ben. Oh, I was going to say, there's somebody on BGG who sells, I don't know if they're 3D printed or what, but like they're, the... I've been looking at these for like, like since I started playing board games, right? Like, <laughs> Uh, a is this long like time a ago christmas hand they sell uh like a 3d version <laughs> of mount doom <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the track up mount doom and but then they oh. also sell 3d versions of all the cities yeah so yep. like you can have gondor and all this stuff and i've i've been on their like geek mail list forever <laughs> and they're always like do you want to buy one we're back in like making them and i'm always like ah. 
uh, it's too much money that i've always been like oh, with the 3d cities i mean if you have Doom, a good theme like it can you know it can make the game on its own I just mean, because it's such a wonderful theme you stick that music on come on your whole night is made right there then but you're absolutely right like with nothing else when you have a map that is as the as the whole table it is and huge. it's middle earth like right everybody's gonna be like hey what's that yeah <laughs> like that's such a good this is such a good choice yeah <laughs> yeah this was um this is actually before i got into solo gaming this was probably my favorite game of, of all time and one of the saddest mm-hmm. things i ever did was sell this game um to, to somebody else that's in this room um but it was i mean it just is an amazing game and the, one of my favorite things too is you know my wife and i would play and i was you know the, the bad people and she was the free people and you would get hooked in on it because her objectives were completely different than mine and it was such a cool way to play the game and say, if it just wasn't like, oh, you just attack each other and hope for the best, whatever. Like my army could just keep going all day and I could just keep regenerating. And she's like, I have six people. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to hide with Frodo in between the bushes and stuff. Like it's such a cool thing. Have you guys ever played Middle Earth Quest? It's kind of another kind of Mm-mm, older no. but brawling kind of Tolkien based fantasy flight, put it out some years ago. It's uh similar but it's like one versus many it's card driven but you still have some of the minis on the board and it, it's another kind of epic uh, multi-hour kind of uh, experience but that's that's kind of a fun one but it's it's been out of print for a number of years that's interesting no i haven't heard about that yeah. i was waiting for jason to call me out because i uh have not learned war of the ring yet it's uh, on the same stuff <laughs> as which I still can't figure out. <laughs> um, but I can't say the minis are crazy. They're no. really detailed and really beautiful, and there are so many that I couldn't believe it. Um, it's really, really cool. It's on my shelf of opportunity as well, Meg, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't going to call you. I copy from Jason, so. <laughs> I think I just... Oh. I sold this game too. Well, and it makes me so sad every time. Right? But but that 50-page rule book of what happens <laughs> when you siege a city is different than what happens when you attack a territory that's not a doesn't have a city is different than and it's like we we could do the same thing with Re- Star Wars Rebellion where somebody's hiding and somebody's finding them but it's way easier to play. Well, that was the thing. We had But it we still had makes that, me sad. And we had Star Wars and I was like <sighs> we never get we rarely get to them because I made they're the so wrong long. choice. And I was like we have to pick one. And so you pick Star Wars. What an idiot. <laughs> well, you wanted to keep both, but I was like we don't we don't have time. We never it would be like once every 2 years we get it out and then Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it just took forever and this and that. And that's also when like kids were really little, so it was extra hard to try to play. Breaks my heart. Nelson, the first time, do you Calm remember down. how long it took us to like set up and learn? I feel like it was like two hours before we actually think, like took the first turn. I think oh, it was yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Like I it think we Saturday. set up, it was, <laughs> we set up Sunday, and learned yeah. on Saturday and then played half the, the game on 24 Sunday. 24 hours. Like, it's a day. <laughs> right. It's not a time a period. A I remember having a lunch break. I, I remember having a lunch break. In, yeah. I remember starting to measure in six packs instead of time. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? Like this game is great if you both know how to play it. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. was, and if you're learning yeah. it, it's fine. 
if you right. both know how to play it, it's fantastic. But yeah. you know, if you play a lot of games, when how often is this coming to the table? Like this has to be something that you like you know and you pull out and you play against each other. Yeah. Right. And uh, gosh, dang it, I wish I still had <laughs> so I get to pick. You get to pick. Ooh. Okay, Ben, what's up? This was a hard choice. And <laughs> like McKay did, I, I don't want to say too many games in case other people said them because a lot of games popped into my head. But yeah, then they were, were games lot. like, eh, you know, <clears throat> do I really like that game or whatever? Like the first, I don't know if anybody's going to say this. The first game that popped into my head was Tidal Blades. Mm-hmm. And I was like, like all the colors. I mean, that's yeah. on the yeah. table. Like people are like, what's going on here? Like, this is cool. Yeah. Like a tournament, the, the dice tray looks like an arena and stuff. But I was like, I haven't played that game enough to really be like, it's great or it's not. You played it like twice. I played it at, totally. at four players and it was fun. I played it at two and it wasn't. So I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. So I picked a game that actually is kind of hard to find nowadays, I think. I don't think it's in print. Yeah, do you want me to push you over Hold there? Hold on. I got the box right here. Mechs versus Minions. Mm. Woo! Right. This is like... When it was when it was new from Riot, it was seventy five dollars for a gigantic box of tons of like formed trays of pre painted minis. So all the minions are uh, gray plastic, but they have like a, sh- a shade, a wash on them. They have like a like a dark wash on them. So the four player characters are pre painted, and the boss comes in this like big yeah. secret box, and you open it up. It looks like a toy. This right? is something like, that now on Kickstarter, I feel like would be like you're gonna pay two hundred plus. Like for. this game, like, looks, it looks like a toy, yeah. right? This is the, the this is the Steffenfeld all in seven hundred. Yeah, right. It is that kind of thing <laughs> because like we but haven't it's good. like we haven't played this in a while, and when we got it out to look at it, when we got it out, there's like four trays of just like here are the components before we get to the board, and I was like, is it real? I don't remember it being this many pieces. Yeah, there's so much to this. It's a it's a cooperative programming campaign game, right? So you're uh, you have a personal deck that improves over time as you play through the campaign and unlock the missions. All the boards that you play on. They even have oil slicks on the boards and those are printed differently. They're like glossy, like they look shiny on the board and the boards are huge. So all the playing pieces look like toys, kind of like Crossmaster Arena, right? That's a game mm-hmm. that looks like a toy, mm-hmm. um, but it has these great big boards. And so when it's all set up, like I don't see how somebody could walk by and not be like, what, what in the world is this? And then it's a programming co-op game. Oh, that's 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 where i like this game because programming is fun and trying to program (laughs) as a group at the table but not knowing what everybody's cards are you know you can't really quarterback you can kind of generally tell people like okay i'm gonna go this way and try to do this and you should probably go up here and try to do that but you can't exactly tell them what Mm -hmm. to do so i feel like it plays really well and it looks amazing and and that kind of together is like it's really it can draw people in to be like what what is this i think the only negative is i don't know how easy it is to find nowadays i don't know if i've seen it really you bought it for 75 and that may have been your best investment of the decade yeah Yeah. Yeah, for sure i remember i was on a work trip but i knew that the like the fate the phase one sale was going to go up or whatever at a certain time i was like in a hotel in europe 
I was and I was like on like my phone, like, trying to watch the website. Like, I need to buy this. I need to buy this. 3 a.m. in Norway. <laughs> yeah, trying to... I'll explain it to Emily when I get back. So with the roaming charges, the game actually cost them 130. <laughs> yeah. but, <you> know, <laughs> exactly. exactly right. That's still a steal for what it is. I when when we were looking at it, because we're like, well, let's get it back out because I don't quite. It's been a while since we played it. And it was like, here's a tray. Here's a tray here's the trick and I'm like when do we get to the board at this point here's all these like extra pieces I don't remember like there is a lot to right. this game each mission is in a file folder and then that is the file cool folder too is like the upgrade cards for each of the characters and like which kind of reminds me of that like Gloomhaven like it's a secret until you get to it which I always love that in games as a little surprise but... it's a fun experience like I've played through all 10 missions we and then at the end you sign a certificate that you beat it like that was a lot of fun <laughs> I had a ton of fun doing that pick someone. what's your Do pick, I have to Anna? go you're right you I'm right here you're right here I honestly didn't know and I kind of picked Ben's like extra though <laughs> I also mention. I also agree but I picked rising sun we have Ooh, the nice yeah we but have the we have like the neoprene here. mat which i feel like definitely adds to it if it was a board i mean it's still like a big game but i mean it has the like the map on it and you know you're fighting like this japanese warrior set <laughs> that you get and you're fighting but, but <laughs> we have like the tiles here are like dominoes almost like the material What's and that then called, like bake light or something like that I don't know, but then there's so many little characters that if you see this game set out, it's very like you can tell, like you guys were saying earlier, you can tell what's going to happen. Like there's a battle happening and you can see how you're like entering different territories, but there's so much happening. That's just very visually like you want to find out what's going on. Well, and like I've played Chaos in the old, like the of the Eric Lang area control games right i've played chaos in the old world blood rage rising sun i haven't played onk but the other two like blood rage is great i i like blood rage a lot but it still looks like a board game but if you have the neoprene mat you've got all the minis and everybody has their little secret thing to do their bidding behind yeah. and you have the the like domino bake light action tiles and like i have the monsters painted for rising sun like i have I, I and that's set out on the table. It takes up a whole table. It's huge. It doesn't even fit on the, the table we have downstairs. We'd have to play it upstairs. It's the kind of thing where it would be like, people would be like, whoa, well, what, I mean, what is all this? It also like, this has, is crazy. It has like the, the Japanese art that reminds you of like an actual, like kind of like the Lord of the Rings map scenario. It's that same like big map where you're like, I want to find out more. What's going on here? Like you have the really cool art and you can see where like you're entering different territories. And it's just, it's very interesting to look at, let alone then play with all the different components. So Well, and it's the kind of thing where like, we might play Blood Rage on a game night. Like, sure. Well, yeah, let's play Blood Rage or whatever. If we're going to do Rising Sun, it's an event. I make yeah. sure there's an odd number of players. So you can't have alliances between Man, everybody. You, you get everybody over. You need a big table. It fills up that the whole true. table, right? It's got, the, I got the, all the monster minis painted. You got all the fancy tiles and the metal money and all this stuff. And it's like, no, we're going to play rising. Like you invite people over to play it. Ben's just mad because I would always alliance with someone else. And he would just be <laughs> yeah, super pissed off. <laughs> I feel like it worked out for me great. Let's go. Let's check the top and see who won last. But 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would I always just be Ken passing me money, being like, "We're an alliance," and we're just like cheating under the table, essentially. <laughs> yeah, he's I, just mad. I had this one originally, and I I totally agree with you. It's amazing on the table. It's it's not just like beautiful to look at, but the mechanisms are incredibly well designed and well integrated. I had to get rid of it though because it was the closest I'd ever come to fist fights at game night. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it was very, not healthy for our game group. I'm I like, totally I agree, though. It is that point where you're like, are you kidding me right now? When someone is like, we're going to be an alliance. And they do their... <laughs> oh. Dave, I don't know. The little tokens. And when you put them together and you're like, I oh, am yeah. so pissed off right now that you guys just <laughs> yin yang together. <laughs> it, it honestly makes it so much worse. You're totally right. Like it feels like such a higher betrayal that there's like this I don't yes. know, there's actual peace to it. <laughs> We're Dave, supposed I... to be brothers. Like when you lay like. this betray tile down, it's like so satisfying like, that it's like, got it's to like be big and heavy, right? It's not like, oh, yeah. I betray you. It's like, you know, it's like boom. You lay that down, yeah. you slide it in the spot. Now all of a sudden, you're like, you like it. <laughs> Do you like lean back in your chair with like one arm propped up, yeah. and a drink in your hand? Like that's right, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> it is that though. You like it's a fun, it's a fun like negotiation and like the betrayal and like the whole works of of laying out the tiles and the who are you gonna go with and it's I don't know. I think it's good visually and the gameplay is really great. There's so much more going for Rising Sun than Ankh. I will say that Ankh was just, I haven't played Blood Rage. I love Rising. There's something about, I'm a sucker for ancient Egypt. That theme is great. Rising Sun though, it, it's so great to get on the table. So you could probably just skip Ankh altogether, honestly, but that's, that is a hot take for another day. Uh, I need I to convince somebody in my game group to buy it so I can at least say I've played all four of the air. <laughs> yeah. Making other people spend money. The, exactly. the first time we played Rising Sun, it was it was three players. And Ooh. I was like, okay, we, we need to we need to be cooperative with each other. And it was the last turn of the game. And I was like, Evangelo, you and I, we're gonna do this. So I took my extra action. And then I put that betrayal thing right on him. Oh. He, was so, he was so upset. He, he, he can't trust me in games. He should know better than to say, yeah, dad, I'm going to, I'm going to, let's, let's have an alliance. No. Wow. Put that betrayal us. token right on him. Wow. No. Welcome That's to the real young. world, son. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun blood. paying for counseling. Get out of here. Get out of here. That is always fun, though, when you play to be like, do you, should should we be an alliance? And you're doing that thing across the table, but at yeah. the same time, you're like, do I trust this person or so? Yeah, unless it's you and Ken and you're constantly We're just money under always... the table to each other. To keep me in Ken is always caution. like, I'm going to give you two to not fight in that zone. And he would like slit me. You guys. <laughs> it's just back, me and back, Ken against you. Back, back to Dave's point, you know, of, of getting rid of it so that way there are no fist fights. It yeah. sounds like in, in the in my bottom left corner that could have happened at some point in time. Like, stop giving him money. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only the only bad thing about this game is you need so many people. Obviously, we're more yeah, two it players. Plays best at five. It really does. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. so that's the only sad thing is we haven't got it out in a while because of that. But yeah. that fifth yeah. player gets screwed out of so much. Or oh, the odd man, the odd person out, really. Because you can play it at three. You can just play it at any odd number. 
because they only play till five, right? I believe so. Three, so. three or five, because if you're playing three, two people are able to be uh, allied together in that third person. When you're allied, you have extra bonus actions, um, whereas the odd man or the odd person out doesn't get that extra action of the other player. So it kind of really screws with the other player as you're playing the game. Wait, so I get to pick someone? Yeah. Who do you pick? <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? It's um, a big choice. <laughs> I think you're hasn't? flipping a coin, right? Dalton, yeah. have you gone? I think it's me and Jason. Am I missing anyone? Are we? Okay. Dalton, go for it. Yeah, I can totally do that as I mute myself accidentally. <laughs> okay, I was like, did I not? Okay. <laughs> right, and I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I chose Shogun. Um, and the reason I chose Shogun is because I don't think it actually has great components and I don't think it has a super interesting theme, right? I'm also kind of following the Japanese theme, right? Right after Ooh. Rising Sun. But um, I think it's okay in terms of theme. And that's kind of why I chose it is because I think it still manages a table presence. And the reason that it does for me is um, when I first played it, we were at Nelson's house. We were having kind of like a, like a friends only Gen Con kind of thing. So we had like typically like three to four tables of games going at any one time. Um, and there were constantly people stopping by the Shogun table to figure out what we were playing. Um, and the reason was because it has like the little cube tower, right? And so you like, when you have like these fights, you like drop your cubes in and it will like, um, it holds some of those cubes. And if your cubes from previous fights fall out, then you get to add that to your like active force and stuff like that. So there's really like crazy, um, like tactile mechanic that's going on. Um, and because it's a fairly like it's, it's not like large compared to some of the games we talked about tonight, but it's like large maybe compared to like an average game um, in terms of just like being on the table. Um, and so we had six people around the table who were all like immediately focused on this one small component, which was the dice tower, right? And so we had people standing up and like prepped in their seats, like what's gonna happen, you know? And so like people would walk by and be like, oh my God, what's everybody so excited about? Like they're all staring at this one like aspect of the board and it, something would fall out and it'd just be colored cubes, right? And then we would all freak out, like every all six of the people be like, what? You know, like that, there's no way that that could have happened. And people, and so then there became this whole like ritual around like pray to the dice, you know, to the cube God that your cubes will fall out of the cube tower. And so people were like worshiping the tower, like, come on, give me the cubes. <laughs> You know, and then like it wouldn't happen. Um, and so just like that mechanic was like so, I don't know, enticing. And so it just like, it drew all the players in so strongly that that like that nexus drew in play any player who like walked by, um, even though the theme of the game was just like kind of average, it's just like your Shogun, you're just some sort of medieval person, feudal age kind of fighting for your territory or whatever. So anyway, it's an area control game that I love. I love dudes on a map games. Um, and so that mechanic, I think I found so like unique and so enticing um, that I, I really wanted to use this opportunity to highlight it because it's a it's a game I have not gotten to play enough of. I'm pretty sure there's still some of my cubes stuck in that tower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the math doesn't add up. There's no way. I put way more can... than came out. I'm, that's all I'm saying. They're still in there. They're still in day. there. It is amazing how... Cube tower. It's amazing how like a single component can do that. Um, Clank did that for our group, just like the moment of drawing out of the bag. Mm -hmm. um, but that's like the, that's probably the biggest explosion I've ever had in a game was um, I, I was one turn away from getting out alive with my relic and everything in Clank. And I knew I maybe had like one or two cubes in the bag. I knew I had it and they were drawing out three reach in the bag draw three out of my color and i just yelled no no it's not happening. <laughs> oh that's gosh, impossible that's so <laughs>
I've not like most of the games that everyone said I haven't played, which now I feel like I'm I'm a loser at this point because I haven't played any of these. You're not. The I think I'm rocking night. like 33%. I'm maybe I'm, on a third. I'm okay, played. good. So I don't feel I'm not totally you alone. Yeah. I haven't played Shogun, but I have uh, I play tested a game that's in development um, by the same folks that put out mind management. Good, so I don't feel um, and uh, <laughs> it's got a cube tower just like you were talking about. And it's really kind of a fascinating thing, you know, in terms of you know, you know, you're loading it up, but you just don't have any idea mm. on that turn what's going to come out. Mm. Um, and it, it really does. But, you know, like if you have a crappy turn this time, like, OK, well, but, you know, future turns, it's going to be great. Right. So it, it really does kind of add that randomness, not dice, but it it kind of gives you weighted, um, you weighted know, odds, weighted odds. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's a good way to think of it. We had like, you know. There are people who are like, I'm just investing in the tower, you know, and some people who are kind of like card counting it, right? Like how many cubes do I have in there or like roughly? Yeah. Um, and then you make these like crazy attacks where it's like one cube against like five and they're like, I got it. Like, and then they, they roll <laughs> yeah. out like six cubes or something. It's like, how yeah. did you know? That's amazing. Yeah. Unless you're Nelson, they never come back out. Yeah, right? <laughs> They're still in there. Yeah, yeah. Nelson was doing that strategy. It just didn't work. At the end of the yeah. game, I was deconstructing the tower, looking for him. As bad. <laughs> I was coding his in glue. Don't tell him. <laughs> They're glued on the inside. That makes I think a that's a sign of yeah. a really great game, though. If you, If everyone else is really excited about your turn. If everyone's mm -hmm. watching your turn and is like, ah, and can get that excited, that's a fantastic game. And then if you have friends around that aren't even playing that are invested, that's, mm -hmm. I've never played this one, but I had a similar, I feel like I keep saying all my worst times in gaming, um, but I played Clay <laughs> and I got out before I even got down. I, I like Ooh. got into like the bottom level, like for a second and they pulled like every single cube that was mine. We explained this to a friend. Again, it, we were showing it to someone. And You're like, this is a fun out. game. <laughs> I was done for the rest of the night. Oh, I was wow. like, cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> oh, man. That is that is so horrible in Clank, though. So I understand that, at least. But I was like, before I even, I how do I even have that many in the thing? <laughs> but I did. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jason, do you want to close this out? Yes. So I'm excited. We, we are not going to pick any doubles. So all this talk that, you know, people are thinking we're going to pick doubles <laughs> and we're, and we're not going to do because no one picked Uno. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I actually, I, I want to mention a quick runner up that I really thought someone was going to pick and that's kingdom death monster. Um, I recently Ooh, yeah. just my, my buddy got it. I mean, recently just started playing it. And I love it. And the table presence is insane. And once you build all those minis and whatnot, it's fantastic. It's just, it's all black, so I guess that's why it kind of blends in. So that's why I didn't pick it because the mono color to it. It only counts if you magnetize every piece of the model so that you can build your characters to exactly the armor that you have in the game. Oh my God. <laughs> this <laughs> is next level. This is brilliant. Right yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Why did you got to magnetize every piece? So when you got the lion <laughs> chest and the the whatever the I don't know I, I haven't played Kingdom Death Monster but like you got all the pieces you got to like magnetize your guy to be exactly who he is. Sounds insane. You have to buy a second <laughs> copy now. This is uh, okay. <laughs> Ideas are happening right yeah. now. <laughs> it's canceling a Stefan Feld pledge to Stefan Feld KDM. Okay. Um, so. For me, 
uh, as you all know, I love Too Many Bones. I absolutely love that game. I adore everything about it. And it was the first chip theory game game I got into. And their next big hit is a MOBA style defense tower game. And it was something that when I first saw it, I said, no, nah, I'm not. I'm just not interested in this. This is not something I'd be totally for. Um, and I started watching videos and I started getting into it. And when I started really seeing all the pieces and what what actually you know comprises the game and, and how it's put together, um, I just had to get it. And, and Cloudspire has been one of those games that every time I put it on the table, I'm amazed by it. It's I have a gaming table that fits everything but that game. It's just too big for that table. Um, it's it's. Like I said, for me, it's super unique and it's tower defense style where you get the minis, you have actual towers with the weighted poker chips, with the dice, with the cards, with the neo, uh, neoprene. I mean, it's they throw everything at it with this game. And it, it's a game that I'll play solo, but it's probably in my collection for multiplayer now at this point. And there's not many games that can do that for me. Um, so yeah, I'm going with, with Cloudspire. Um, and it's it's one of those things if every if whenever someone says they want a colorful game they want a unique game that's like nothing else that's out there in the market it's always the first one i point to because i really honestly can't think of another game that's like it and with that table presence when i set it all up my buddy came over and he said what are we playing this this looks insane and i'm like you'll see it's it's a special treat every single time so i went with cloudspire awesome one of my friends at went to gen con mm. and this person said, I really want to get Cloudspire. Does anybody know anything of it? And I thought of you and I thought of somebody else because I've heard nothing but good things. So I actually, I texted my, my, my friend Todd and uh, this is direct quote right from the text. I'm like, I may have your official Cloudspire review. My friend wants it. And he said, oh God, sorry, just got back. I uh, just got my phone back, got drunk and left it in an Uber last night. And Cloudspire is effing incredible, but I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. LOL. It's for a very specific person, <laughs> but if you're that person, it's incredible. <laughs> yes. yes, that's awesome. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I agree, and it's weird because my a couple of my friends came to play it over, and we got to play an actual big game of it, which was fun, and. It was weird because it's the easiest game to teach you how to play. I mean, the actual mechanics of it are, are very, very simple. The problem is each faction is so wildly different in how it operates is that I would have to sit down with each of you and say, okay, this is how this faction works. And this is like what you're, you are trying to do as a faction. Now, let me go on to you. And this is what I'm trying to do with you. Like, that's the one thing that's tough about it. And if you don't have someone that can think in that mindset, that like, even though we're playing the same game, I'm kind of doing a different like strategy and a different idea, even though all of our goals are the same, I'm doing something completely different. And it, it's tough for people to wrap their head around that. And I get it. And if you can't do it, hard pass on this game. That's where Ben is like, Emily, can you fucking focus for 10 seconds? Like, because, <laughs> because I'm like, I, I lose focus and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he's explaining just mine. And I, I'm sorry. Yes. It's just like, it's lots that. of games where all of a sudden I'm like, if it's not the same, I can't focus for 20 minutes mm. to like figure out just mine. Here's an important question. I can't afford too many bones and cloud spire. <laughs> Which one should I get? Too many bones. Too many Hands bones. Down. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. afford too many boats That's or enough. Cloud Spire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too many boats still. Yeah. Oh, man. 
<laughs> I I demoed Cloudspire at Gen Con and just because like I knew you like chip theory games and I usually like what you like apparently. So I, I like I like went over and demoed Cloudspire and like I was this close to buying it, but I like did not want to carry it around the con the rest of the day. Oh no. <laughs> well, that's probably like 30 pounds. Yeah, it was I know yeah, it was, I, I was gonna give me back problems, so I was like, yeah, I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> It's but like it looked amazing. Lesbian. You had like like the the 3D models of like the towers. It I mean it looked incredible. So great choice. It it drew me in because I walked yeah. by it. I was like, I need to know what that is. Yeah. Tell yeah. me now. Yeah. And it's it's you could fit all the expansions in the core box and it's terrible because like I you know I built my own shelving for my games and I built it with thick red oak and it's the only shelf that's bending now because it just can't fit <laughs> this box that well. And I was like, ah, I should use bigger than you know, an inch. But, um, but yeah, Emily, with going on on that, like it has reference sheets for each person. So you could be like, oh, I can reference my my okay. you know, faction, whatever. But the problem is you still might not know what it means because there's a reference sheet for the reference sheet. I think and then it's more, I'm, I'm more, <laughs> this sounds horrible. I'm more annoyed because it's like, we play one time and I learn it and it's like, now let's switch. And I want to be like, I, uh, it's like doing, if someone was like, now let's do like a homework. I'm like, I don't want to switch. I don't want to learn something new. I just want to learn the game and play the game and not have to keep yeah. like, I mean, I understand though the fun and the fact that it's like we can switch. It's not the same mm -hmm. thing, and we can keep like rotating and doing different things. I'm just lazy. Is what <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love like dudes on a map style games, I, I have that same problem with like root where it's like yes! I, I don't know that I'm getting good at this game yeah. because I have to relearn how to play it every time. Well, okay, I'm and, and the problem with root too, I feel like I'm teaching four different games. Like with yes. like it's For so sure. asymmetric. Sure. Like it's it's to I feel next like level. they're mad right now, and I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like these no, people understand me. <laughs> I, I totally agree. That's like, why with Rue, I was like, yeah, I learned this one. I'm like, but I don't, I don't want to keep, I don't want to learn a game like four times. I want to yeah. learn a game once. I just want to be the cute raccoon and run around and fuck with everybody. Yeah, right. That's all I Thank want. Thank you. <laughs> we just want to be the just cute character. Just come stab you, and then go, go back into the, the woods. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Ben, I will say, um, if you're planning to play with a, a large group of people, too many bones starts getting kind of weak with like four people. Like it just gets too easy, hmm. in my opinion. Um, so if you're playing with like a group of four, maybe Cloudspire, maybe. Yeah, right. Yeah. I've only played too many bones at four, and it's very long. At with four. Ryan? Yeah. It, and it was it was kind of the thing of like i just wish this moved a little quicker i wish yeah. we were playing it at three but it is the same thing where you get uh that handout for your character and you're like oh my gosh they're yeah. like here's your reference and it's yeah. like let me get it's, it. it's like in oh size God, 10 I don't want that. see that's what it, i mean just giant sheet it's double-sided it's like no. someone's that's the thing when someone's handing me homework i like that I no like of course that. you're an engineer like you're totally no i was like whoa look at how cool mine oh, is shut up. I, I had the that. one who you had to make like steam to do stuff you needed like yeah. water in your tanks and so that was well that's okay that's an engineer versus someone who does not do that where oh, you would hate that game yes <laughs> someone hands it to me and i won't be like i signed up for fun not homework yeah. at this point mm. and that's when i'm like especially when no one else is doing the same thing so it's i don't even know if i'm doing it correctly because i'm like reading off my own sheet 
Well, we'll let you know three hours later if you lose. Then yeah. you do it <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Why did you upgrade to that dice? That yeah, right. That's poor choice. That's, <laughs> that is a, It's like at the end, I'm like, well, I'm doing did you this. you read your sheet? And that's what happens. And then and like, your oh, supplemental I'm, sheet? I'm Come done on. with this game. Right, and we're, sheet yeah. the sheet. So oh. You don't read the sheet for the sheet. Yeah. And that's why I don't play that. So. I right. feel like M is the one that has the closest. You can go hang out with Jason. Me and Emma, I think, have the closest preference for board games in yes. this group. <laughs> like, keep it a little, a little lighter than that. I think it's yeah, I just, M on one end, yeah. and then me, and then Beard Order in the middle. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting there, like, I've been playing D and D a lot more lately, and I've had like all the books spread out, and been like, I feel like I'm in class again, and I have like. You guys are saying Harry Potter. I have like Harry Potter lo-fi on and I'm just like, do, 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 and I'm going to highlight this and I can star this. I'm going to use a different color pen for this. And then if, if I didn't have three children, yeah, I'd be right where you are, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> it's after three kids all day. I won't be like, after I've been yelling at everyone, been like, get in bed. But by the time nighttime comes, I'm like, I don't want to think much. I just want to play. Well, I loved uh, Dave's choice of talisman. That is like you described it perfectly you said the word adventure right we're gonna we're gonna roll the dice and we're gonna see what happens that's your worst nightmare you <laughs> emily would be like what are we why are we even doing this like what's why are we doing here also i'm so bad at rolling dice though like like no, you don't you don't think someone can be bad at rolling i'm yeah, horrible at rolling at dice it's super it's, convenient when you're good at it you know yeah right <laughs> exactly i'm real bad where ben goes are you serious right now like when i when we do any sort of like, it's, i'm sorry yeah. I'm um, i feel it. like we would be like the board game like power team because i am great at <laughs> dice rolling um there we go like we went to the very first packs unplugged and that's when we played zombicide and i got to roll for the trebuchet and i forget how many dice it is but it's like six or eight or something crazy because i only demoed it but I rolled like one five and all sixes. And it was me playing with three other guys. And they're all just like, and Dan was like, she does this all the time. <laughs> nothing, no, I, nothing new. I would be like one, one, one. Like mine is hor to the point where you're like, this can't be right. Like it's you bad. Go, so you go half and half. That's good stuff. Right yeah, there. yeah. We need to team up because mm -hmm. I'm horrible. I just need play. someone. I just need help. That's all it is. <laughs> I play a lot of Warhammer with a guy who can really roll dice. And it's like, oh my God come on man <laughs> i feel like i should be winning right now but you have dice rolls so <laughs> that's the end of that that's, uh... oh that's probably the swingiest game on dice rolls too well yeah it's a rough one you, you know what's weird with dice rolls is that when i roll for myself like I'm, I'm off i'm a terrible dice roll but yet when i roll for the ai it's really good every single time <laughs> of course. It's weird how I have that is how it works right <laughs> yeah i do i want to pose a question to the group and this is after having this conversation with uh, y'all, I thought of this. Does table presence mean a high price tag? And this could be just super quick, super impromptu. Is there a game that you can think of that is on the not so expensive price point? Because us, we, we are hobby gamers. We don't mind spending, you know, X amount on games. Are there any games that you can think of that are within uh you know being budget friendly and having a great table presence yeah i think they're correlated but there are outliers right like one of the things that came to mind was bosk which i think is like a 30 dollars game but that game just like you're putting like 3d trees out and it's gorgeous it's 
beautiful, a lot of colors. I think that is an amazing table presence. I almost picked it just because of what you just said. It's like, right. it's kind of the outlier. It doesn't cost $300, mm-hmm. but I think you are onto something like it. There's a correlation there. Yeah. Yeah. I, you, uh, you just Bosk, right. it, made, it made me think of photosynthesis. Right. Yeah. Ooh, it's, it's I was almost thinking yeah. of that one. Yeah. I, I thought of that one because we have it, but we honestly haven't played in forever. But it is that like it looks so pretty that you're interested right away. Mm-hmm. But that is a very like simple game overall. You know, and I guess it, it depends how you define it, right? Like if I define what game on the table draws my attention, you you can skew into cheaper games or less expensive games if it's drawing your attention because of like, let's say the activity or the um, uniqueness of what you see, right? I think of a game like a newer game, right? So Clover, right? Yeah. If you looked at the table and people are like playing So Clover and they're filling out words on a four by four grid on these clover leaf things with dry erase markers, that's the kind of game inexpensive that I might be like, hey, what is that, right? And it might draw my attention. I definitely agree, though, that there is a correlation between table presence and cost. Like, there's no question. But you could also have games where, like, there's a lot of activity at the table that also can draw your attention. I think, yeah. I think too, there's a lot of uh, dexterity games that are not too expensive that lend themselves well to that. So I think of like mm-hmm. uh, junk art or like Rhino Hero as things yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know, if someone sees you playing that, it's like, whoa, that's unique. What's going on there, right? I was going to say yeah. the same thing about flip ships, the art and flip ships, as mm-hmm. well as just kind mm-hmm. of like the motion of like, you have these things flying across the table, um, does wonders for it. But also games like, um, one thing that we haven't talked about is like potion explosion. There's like this nice, like clickety clack sound going as yeah. like marbles yeah. are rolling and refilling them in. And there's just a visual nature to that as well. That's pretty satisfying. And that I think does just kind of like pull everybody in. And that, that marble sorter is a nice kind of like central feature, you know, a cent- centerpiece that draws your attention, you know, games that have those, you know, I think that they, they really do draw you in. And that's the kind of thing that draws in a non-gamer. They see that marbles rolling down the track and they're like, Hey, mm-hmm. Hey, what's that? Like, that looks yeah. familiar. <laughs> oh, I want to know what that is. I drew a circle in the dirt as a kid and awesome. Marbles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What or like what about like a galaxy trucker? If you walk by when people are building their ships, you're like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. sure. Oh, no, I was gonna say I would even make the argument for like a Marvel Champions because Marvel is such a huge IP right now that people just look at it and go, Oh, wait, I know I understand this already. Like, I understand the whole basicness of it, and the gameplay is not that hard to play, and you know, people play cards all the time, so it's like okay, cards, you know, and look at it. So I think if you look at it's sprawling across the table. Yes, you're right. More expensive, but just catching somebody's eye and keeping it. I think mm-hmm. the other things. I was wondering how long it would take to come up. Pretty good, like an hour forty-five <laughs> or so. I think that's I think that's respectable, honestly. Yeah. I'll still get Lord of the Rings in there. Just give me time. <laughs> uh, Dice Forge was the other one I thought of too. Because uh, yeah. Dice Forge was on my list. Yeah. 30 or 40 dollars and just seeing someone you know kind of mess with a dice and figure out what side they want to do it like that i thought that was that was really cool oh, not that, and, and the board is really pretty too yes 
oh, and, so and the way that they organize all the the little chits that yeah. you can choose i mean right, that, yeah. that it just yeah. comes in that you know you, you slide that sheath and then it's like all these little you know and it's so well yeah uh, never has a game had the box so integrated into the game <laughs> oh yeah fantastic. yeah that yeah. game is an enigma to me. Every time I try and price out a board game in my head, Dice Forge comes to mind as how are they only selling this for 30 to 35? Like you have take Terraforming Mars that has far less impressive components and is double the price. Like I I don't know how or why they sell it for so little, but whenever somebody asks about Dice Forge, I generally will say you're hard pressed to find a game with better artwork better components and just overall for that price like it is in a class all its own price mm -hmm. versus like value of production and components yeah i think the other one that i kind of had that i was thinking about which i think i bought for under i think i bought it for 15 dollars on like a black friday sale was santorini mm -hmm. um oh. and santorini is like the the 3d chess like where you're trying to you know build your way to the top but it's one there's of those where you points in that game <laughs> and that's a callback from the last board vendors episode <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, Sorry. yeah yeah no so the uh you know 15 dollars, and you get to build like these 3d towers and you're moving these pieces around and as you like even the board itself is 3d right like the thing that that's you true. like put out on the table is 3d and so it's one of those that immediately draws you in you're walking by and you're like that's interesting. That's not like anything I've ever seen before. What is that? And so there, there are outliers there. Yeah. I've definitely, that is a game that I have played solely based on table presence for sure. Like, eh, <laughs> yeah. this won't take too long. Teach it to me. I might not like it, but teach it to me. Well, and I, I still pull it out purely. I don't, I don't enjoy playing the game that much, but I do enjoy pulling it out and seeing the city come together like it's it's still enjoyable yeah. even though i don't think the game is that great or that stand out it's still enjoyable to pull out and see it happen mm -hmm. and to be fair to Excellent. stick up for my pick because i looked it up that i'm wondering only 40 dollars <laughs> yeah that is a game with incredible value that's affordable and i think yeah. um yeah we said it earlier but it really it really speaks to it that it is if there's no miniatures it's just the artwork right. on the standees and i think that really helps with price points that i think yeah that's something publishers have strayed away from now because people want miniatures and then that kind of changes what our market looks like now but like yeah. would you if they had the choice of like more for miniatures or the price point it's at for standees what would you choose i think i'd be happy with either Okay, I, I think I'm not picky. I didn't know if anyone was like, I, would, I, I would really want. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'd pick standies. I'd be like, love yeah, art. I would be fine like, with that. Yeah, like I, I love enjoy seeing minis. the artist oh. renditions. Yeah, yeah, a fully colored artist yeah, rendition on a standy mm -hmm. is like better than I get like, like a gray, gray plastic. Blob. Yeah, right. Thing. I agree, especially at the size that they are in Dead of Winter. That makes mm -hmm. a huge yeah. difference. Like yeah. a standy yeah. where they're all like kind of this like dome shape cutout is kind of like yeah, that's pretty boring. But when mm -hmm. you get them that big, it's cut out around their body and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Yeah, yeah, they also printed enough like yeah uh -huh. they also printed enough like unique standees i think to like sort of cover their ass a little bit like there's enough mm -hmm. unique zombies to where like visually it still looks interesting even though they are standees um mm -hmm. but i also think like the true art in the game is in the crossroads cards right like that's like the storytelling so yeah mm -hmm. like this exactly like that that's really where the game is meant to shine so yep. I, I appreciate that that's where they focus their effort 
Um, another game Excellent. I almost picked was Sea of Legends, and I think that one is one where the minis are the the monsters, or I mean, it's kind of different, different like which one you pick, but the they're a lot bigger. So I think that's one where I would really want it, um, but something like that of Winter, I wouldn't want to change. I'll also say, like, I've been disappointed in a lot of games for, like, they win table presence over quality of game. There have yes. been several games that I've been like, okay, like, just strip this down. I would have been okay with this experience as, like, a 30 to $40 game, but you put in all of these bells and whistles that aren't necessary, bumping it up to, like, a $60 price point, and I'm like, the game doesn't support $60. I get that your components do, but it's not a $60 game. It's a $30 game with $60 components. Sorry to put you on the spot, but do you have examples? Oh, I need to I need to dig in my head for them. Hold on. My, Talk my, about something else. I'll come back. I don't think it's a $60 game, but my initial go-to for that was the Harry Potter deck builder, right? Like oh, if you strip mm-hmm. away theme for that, I would not play that game. But yeah. it's like, I love Harry Potter. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to play the game. So, um, so it, it's, it's adjacent to what you were talking about, but not quite there. So I, right. but I'm interested to hear what anybody well, has to say about that, where, you know, they, they overpriced it because of the, the table presence. I would actually say that of, and don't run me out of town for this, but most Stonemaier games, I feel like the experiences are pretty small and the components are very large. Yeah. And it's it's a play style. They I he's talked about that's his game, like his game design philosophy is he likes it slow and incremental growth, quick turns, small decisions that build up over time. And that's all well and good. Um, but like I don't know. I I think wingspan is probably appropriate, but then you get into like tapestry and um charterstone, and I'm just like I don't know. They just feel like small. They feel small in big boxes. I actually just thought, I think a good example, um, and I love this game, but also like with what Ben was talking about with just a bunch of gray that you look at um, is Mansions of Madness. If that one was Mm -hmm. some beautiful art and I know that, you know, the Arkham Files, they have the, they have the art. If that was all standees, it could be a much more affordable price point and I would probably like it better. I do give credit to like breaking games with Dwellings of Eldervale because they do have the different versions of the game. You can get it with or without the minis. So it does kind of provide different options for the, you know, the same game experience, which is, it's nice when publishers do that. I almost picked that game, but it's going to segue me into us because the next time we get together will be for game of the year of 2021. Oh, Oh, snap. Look out. Look out. Gloomhaven again. Yeah, coming. Maybe. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> another, another board game. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Frosthaven that... comes out pretty soon. Uh, right. right. And so next year can be Frosthaven. Mm-hmm. There you go. Next year, um, that's optimistic, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very optimistic. Well said. Thank you, Board Avengers, for assembling for another special Board Avengers crossover. Um, again, I love that we are able to do this, that we have our own things, but we come together and talk about games. Because I think, as Ben said earlier today, this community is phenomenal. So thank you again. Um, until we do this again, really soon, happy gaming. Cheers. 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 Cheers.